And welcome back, everyone. All eyes on Washington over the weekend as at the very 11th hour, Congress managed to uh, uh, approve a, well, the Senate actually approved the House's short-term stopgap measure to extend government funding through November 17th. Problem, though, not completely solved. Dan Kildy, Congressman from Michigan's 8th District, joining us on the phone to chat a little bit about what transpired over the weekend and what's happening this week in Congress. Hi, Congressman Kildy. I'm so glad you could join us today. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me on. Well, we have a lot of questions for you. I know it's been an exhausting weekend for you, but, you know, a lot of people who are watching this issue of not being able to hammer out a budget are are having a hard time wrapping their heads around it because is this not a basic function of government that our elected officials have to have a budget and get it done in time? It is. And I'm, I'm, I have to admit to being baffled myself because back in May, we had a bit of a standoff, as you might recall, and had to do with the debt ceiling. And at that point in time, um, Speaker McCarthy said, look, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling unless we can come to some agreement on spending levels. And so we negotiated. 314 members of Congress voted for a compromise, a budget that set spending levels for 2024 and beyond. But the speaker walked away from that agreement, and that's what precipitated the standoff that we're in right now. Thankfully, uh, you know, sort of logic uh, ruled, and those same Democrats and Republicans, just about, almost the same number, came together for this 45-day extension. It's something I've been asking for for a while. But look, your, your basic point is correct. This is a, an essential function of government. It's constitutionally mandated that Congress do this work. Uh, the idea that we wait until the last minute to make these really, really significant decisions, I think, is, uh, is, is very frustrating to me. It's not good government, and it doesn't send a good message around the world about how our democracy is functioning. We've, we've got to do better. You you said that you supported the 45 days. What's going to happen in 45 days? Aren't we just going to be back where we started from? Um, it, we will be unless the leadership sort of takes the lesson of this short-term agreement. And the lesson of the short-term agreement is, is basically that the governing majority is a bipartisan majority. It's not going to be inclusive of the dozen or 15 or 20, it's hard to nail it down, of those more extreme members that Speaker McCarthy is trying to manage within his conference, Mm -hmm. the Matt Gates uh, sort of group. They're never going to be for the the ultimate resolution. And so my view on this, and I'm a Democrat, so the advice I give to Republican leaders is probably not going to be taken uh, seriously, but my advice to them, if they want to listen to it, is let's negotiate with one another. Let's not negotiate with people who have no intention of being part of the solution. We can listen to them. They can have their moment. They're certainly getting plenty of attention, but they're not part of the solution. So why should we pretend that they will be? Let's negotiate across the party lines like we did on this 45-day uh, agreement. Let's do the same thing when it comes to the full year spent. And if we do that, we're not going to go through what we just went through. 
I, I hope that's what ends up happening. Now, there was no money in this budget for Ukraine. There was no money in this budget for this uh, border security. Those are two, if not the two major issues uh, that impact our budget and that are really top of mind for so many uh, voters. Uh, let's be honest about it. And let's talk for a second about the border security. Are Democrats serious about dealing with border security? Yeah, I know I am. I have voted for significant additional resources to to harden the border and, and actually also to to put money into the processing of those asylum claims, because that's one of the problems that we have as people claim asylum. If it takes forever for those cases to be determined if they're valid or not, it makes it really difficult um, to manage the border. But, but I, I, I do support, I think many Democrats do, I wouldn't say all, but many Democrats do support significant funding for much stronger technology, much, uh, you know, a much stronger approach to border security, particularly the technology required to go after those drugs that are coming in through the border. There, there's, a, there's a way to get at them. We just need to invest in the technology. We need to strengthen our ability there. Um, you know, and I, I, maybe this is Pollyanna, but I would hope we could do it in a bipartisan fashion. Um, you know, I've been in Congress now 11 years. My very first year in Congress, I supported a, uh, an immigration reform package that included $30 billion for increased border security on the southern border. So this is not new to me. This is something I've supported for a while. If we can do it in a bipartisan fashion, I think we can make it work. And I hope we can do the same when it comes to Ukraine. Both are important issues. Obviously, they're important to our national security. We have to act. Uh, Let's go back to the border for a second. You know, it seems to we just had Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard on a few minutes ago talking about these um, transnational gangs that are conducting high end burglaries in Oakland County and just wreaking havoc. And and he says, listen, this is happening all over the country. One of the reasons is the people that they've caught, they are they're members of a Chilean gang, and that's why they're here. They come here to conduct business, and their business is uh, burglarizing people. And so part of the issue that they're having is the uh, visa waiver program. So clearly, we need broad reform when it comes to the border. It's not just about uh, the barrier. It's not, and And it really, frankly, isn't just about technology. It's like, a, we need broad reform uh, when it comes to immigration, citizenship, the border. Is is there anybody that's big enough to make the changes that are needed here? Because some of them, I'm sure, will not be very pleasant. Yeah, it's difficult. It's a tough issue, for sure. But, but I think the point you make uh, is, is the precise point. We need comprehensive immigration reform. It deals with the security at the border. It also deals with the technology needs to prevent fentanyl, for example, from coming across the border. But that also deals with the enforcement, internal enforcement of, of expired visas, for example. The other side of the coin there is in that process of reform, we also need to have a more rational way to bring in new migrants to our country legally through a process of, of immigration that will support the incredible needs that we have in our workforce. I talk to lots of employers. 
Yep. We have a we have a workforce shortage. It's a demographic change in our society. And as more of us, I'm a baby boomer, as more of us sort of are aging and the healthcare needs for us are, are going to continue to rise, that problem, particularly in the healthcare space, is going to be exacerbated. So security, technology, policy, but then also the other side of it is making sure that our immigration policy supports American businesses that want to grow but can't because they can't get the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you give us any insight? Earlier in the show, we talked to um, a Fox News correspondent who uh, covers Congress. And so he he had to switch his time, in fact, because uh, um, Matt Gates was going to be speaking on the House floor and he wanted to get in there and see what he had to say this afternoon. There seems to be this soap opera underway over uh, ousting Speaker McCarthy from his position. I know this is not your party. I get that. But what are some of your observations of this, uh, what's unfolding there with this group of individuals who just want to see McCarthy out? And what problems is it causing on, on, on getting the job done in Congress? Well, it clearly is getting in the way. Uh, I believe a big part of our inability to get that short-term budget deal done had to do with the threat that Matt Gates presented. So, look, uh, I think the speaker made a mistake giving them the power to call for a vote to oust him, and he's paying the price for it. I, I hope we can change that. Thank you, Congressman Dan Kildee, Michigan's 8th District. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on Focus today here on WJR. Happy to do it. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. And we continue here on Focus on this Monday afternoon.